Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, The Life, you'll study the life of Jesus. Who is he? What is he really like? Does he care about me? Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. They found biblical answers and now share their experience of freedom on Freedom to Choose. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And we want to thank you for tuning in today to Freedom to Choose. And uh, this is program number 36, uh, if you're keeping score at home. And uh, Susan, before we get going, would you open with a word of prayer, please? Yes. Our Heavenly Father, we are just so grateful that we have an opportunity to come and discuss new principles about um, your word in the Bible. And uh, Lord, we just pray that you will send your spirit to be with us and everyone who's listening. And we thank you once again for this wonderful um, opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. I don't think you talked about the title. The title? Yes. And Uh, what program number it is. Snares? Yes, and program number. Program 36. Okay. Yeah. Program number 36, yeah, and of course the title is Snares. Why do we pick people apart? First, what do I mean by pick people apart? What do you mean? What do I mean? Yeah. Well, if I was to ask you why do we pick people apart, what would you say What I meant by the question? Picking the people apart is probably why do we look at people and judge them and then engage in our own internal thoughts as well as express them to other people to take people apart. Uh, and in what fashion do we, find, in other words, find their faults? Most likely uh, we find their faults. Uh, Very rarely do we pick people apart and, and uplift them. So we're finding their faults according, of course, to our will and mm. through our lens, right? right. From our own standards From and our, our own, own standards. expectations. Okay, so let, here's the, the 85-cent question. Who does it harm more when we pick someone apart? Well, it's definitely going to harm us more. Why? Because what we think, what we talk about, and how we engage our brain um, sets our brain in that manner. Sets our so yeah, of course. And the title of today is snares. And one of the big snares in life is our ego, our ego telling us that it needs to be fed, and it in the way it likes to be fed is by tearing other people down. Right. And it's okay because what they did was wrong. Well, and see, so let's back up a little bit. When I first got clean and sober, my um, um, my sponsor would say to me, um, write down what you're grateful for. Give me uh-huh. Write down three things that you're grateful for each day and start your day off that way because then if if you set your if you have an attitude of gratitude gratitude yeah then you're 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 setting your day to be a grateful day as opposed to waking up and seeing what's wrong with the world then mm-hmm. you're going to see everything that's wrong with the world so it's the way that the brain physiologically works as well right right um i'm going to give a shout out to my friend ron oh yes yes yes, uh, yes. from lincoln 
Yes. And he sends me a text every morning, and he's either quoting a Proverbs or a note from his Bible on uh, a certain text, and it's always uplifting, and it's always um, how do, constructive. Right. And so I start my day when he sends it right at 6 a.m., and he's, he's, like, he's like an alarm clock, and he sends it right at 6 a.m., and so one of the first things I do when I look at my phone is there's that text from Ron, and most of the time it will jog something in my memory, and I'll reply to him, and it will start a little bit of a – not long, just a two or three text engagement. And then later on in the day, I'm, I'll end up showing that to Susan or, wow, that's interesting. Uh, we talked about that this morning in a text. And, but it starts you in a frame of mind just right out the gate that someone else is interested in you and interested in sharing something with you, and that's how it works. There's no tearing down. There's no – you know what I'm saying? It's always uplifting and it's always constructive, and even if it's something that says uh, something like harsh words are uh, – you know, or, uh, tear down, but uplifting words are good for the soul. Something like that. You you get set with that, and and it's it's really uh, right because it's it's easy to stay in a groove, whether right. it be positive or negative, because that's how your brain wants to right. flow. Right, your brain wants to flow, and so if you can get into that positive um, groove in the morning. You're you're likely to stay in that. So when something negative comes in, it's easier to resist uh-huh. that draw to that negativity. You know, it came to a place when I was uh, working at a place that there was a woman that, and it wasn't her fault; it was my fault because it was my behavior. But I had to dis totally disconnect physically and and emotionally from this person because I knew that every time I got around that person, I would start to gossip. Mm-hmm about somebody. And then once I, I started doing that, that would be, then I'd go to another person. I'd, so that was something that I really, really struggled with. Oh, was, the ego is very tricky mm-hmm. too. The right. ego will tell you that it's okay to do that. The ego will tell you to kill yourself by doing that. You know, it causes brain damage. Right. And so I was, before we started, I was, I hope I don't, I hope you don't mind, but I was starting to think of nature. What in nature have we seen and we happen to have hummingbird feeders in our on our back deck and every there's a certain time of year when a when a certain uh type of hummingbird comes in and they're very vicious and very aggressive and this little rufous hummingbird will um fly around and not allow any of the other birds to come and eat and so he wastes all of his time and all of his energy preventing others from eating, if he would just let everybody eat, he could enjoy the company of the other hummingbirds, but he doesn't. Uh huh. He doesn't want them to have it. And so he's like this angry little bird. Right. And, and so a lot of us go around as angry little birds and we don't talk about good things. So it's really, it's not good to feed on. Right. 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 And in, when we're feeding on something that is not good, by default, we're not feeding on something that is good. Which is important, and then we lead others into that same path, right? And all the all the while we are wasting that time and that energy. The ego is getting the ego is feeding itself, and it's very dangerous because as we continue to go down that path, those brain connections get stronger and stronger and stronger. And I believe that really that's what happened in Jesus's time. They were constantly trying to trap him, Mm -hmm. and they got into such a posture of finding stuff wrong with him Mm -hmm. 
that it was incredible. Uh, the priests and the rulers were watching to entrap him. They were planning to stop him by violence, but this was not all. They wanted to humble him in front of the people. On the, uh, you know, when he uh, when he came to that feast of tabernacles, the rules had come. Rulers had come to him, demanding by what authority he taught. They wanted to divert to divert attention from him to the question of his right to teach. In other words, let's forget about whether it's true or not. Who gave you the right to tr- teach? Right. You know and what I, I'm saying? And I think it was because they had their greed and they didn't want anybody coming in on their well, territory. They, exactly. They said yeah. Yeah, they had their own importance, right. their own authority. They'd given each other authority or God gave me the authority. I'm the priest. So who gave you the authority? Right. You know? and, and then Jesus comes back and he says, my teaching is not mine, but it is his that sent me. If any man will to do God's will... He will know, he shall know of the teaching, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. And that's John seven sixteen and 17. Jesus met the questions of these trap setters, not by answering their question, but by opening up truth that was vital to salvation. You know, and that's, that's it. We were talking earlier about the ego, and the ego is, is so cunning. Mm-hmm. The perception and the appreciation of truth— Jesus said, depends less on the mind. You know, you, in other words, we can analyze facts all day right. long, right? Right. But the heart has to be willing to embrace it. Right. And if it goes contrary to our pride, our heart is not going to be open to embrace the truth. Or if we've already dug our heels in. So they were, they had gone around and they tried to trap Jesus and they criticized him and all this and found everything that was wrong with him. They were so postured in doing that that it wouldn't matter what they said. Their their heart was turned off mm-hmm. to him. Right. To the point where God in human flesh could not convince the religious leaders that he was God. Right. Whew. That blows my mind. Right. So it's like you don't even, you don't have to have like the supreme intelligence and to be able to be a theologian because the work that Jesus wants to work is received um, in the heart through a work of grace. Right. And its reception into our hearts is is dependent upon whether or not we let go of selfishness. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And the spirit of God is going to reveal that to us. So one of the advantages for obtaining a knowledge of truth, doesn't matter how great that it could be, it'll be of no benefit to a person unless our hearts are open to receive it. And there, ne- and there needs to be a conscientious surrender of habits and practices that are contrary to God's very basic principles. And yeah, and that is so important. And back to picking someone apart and back to this this critical spirit, if you will, or whatnot, we were having a a, a, um, a discussion the other day about a, a person that we're working with, uh, a recovering addict down in, in Southern California, mm-hmm. and we were talking about um, how ah, it's kind of difficult to call today. Um, you know, I, it's it's hard because this person is not coming along the way we want him to and whatnot. And then we stopped and we said, okay, wait a minute. Let's talk about what this person's been through. Mm-hmm. They were adopted from a foreign country, um, you know, however many years ago or whatever, yada, yada. And we went through the whole thing of that person's life. And um, lo and behold, they're 
idiosyncrasies and their problems got a lot smaller. And we, in other words, we don't know what someone's been through. We don't know why they act the way they do. And it's not up to us to pick those um, faults out because God could be working with them on their heart on something that's causing them mm-hmm. to act out in that fashion. Right. So, and I don't, you know, it's, it's, some, it's, it sometimes can be very difficult to understand and to work with people who are, whether they be in active addiction or have been addicts or just really show their dysfunction on the outside. And we've got a call and working with some people recently regarding a family member. And, and it can be very draining. It can be very disappointing. You know, I know there's a lot of people who are listening right now who maybe have um, a relative or a friend who was, out, who was you know, not um, taking care of themselves or, or in their active addiction. And the thing is, is that we should never forget, never give up on a person. No. And because we don't, like you were saying, we don't see what's going on in their minds. We don't know how the Lord is working on their hearts. Our job is to be loving and kind and to do what we can without enabling, but to be a light to them, not to close, not to be that Rufus right. hummingbird to stop them from the blessing stop of God. Stop them from getting fed. Right. We should be feeding. Exactly. Yeah. And and like like we were talking about, the the ego is very cunning. There's a reward in criticizing right, someone, right? Right, and the ego will tell you that you're justified to get that reward. Mm-hmm. All the while, you're harming yourself and others, right? Because there can be a lot of anger um, in in dysfunctional families. You know, we all we all deal oh, with that, yeah. and so being able to say, I got to keep my side of the street clean. And what's happening in somebody else's yard or somebody mm-hmm. else's um, neighborhood isn't my responsibility. My responsibility is to be that light to mm-hmm. help, not not a light to condemn. Right, right. And not an enabler. Right, not right. an enabler because that's a condemning force as well. Yeah, is what it's enabling, doing something for someone that they could and should do for themselves. That's all it is, very simply put. Right. Could and should right. do for themselves. So, um, and, you know— for people that have an honest desire to know God and God's will and are going to surrender themselves to God, the truth will be revealed, I don't want to say incrementally, but it will be revealed to them. These people will be able to distinguish good and evil, and selfishness will be repulsive to them. Right, and and God works with all of us, but you know what the Pharisees in Jesus' time had not put their will on the side of God's will. They weren't seeking to know the truth. They were only trying to find some excuse for evading it. Christ showed that this was why they didn't understand his teachings. And so we, many times on this program, refer back to the Pharisees or the Jews of Christ's day. We are the same. We're all human beings, and we all have the same faults. It's easy to point to them and say they blew it. If you look through Scripture— you will find that every generation pointed at the generation before them and said they blew it, mm-hmm. but we're not going to blow it like they blew it. Right. And then you get down. That, and, and doing that is the very act of blowing yeah, it, Yeah, right? doing that is the very act of blowing it. <laughs> Absolutely. Because we, it's so easy to look, and I know I've said it on this program, you know, God in human flesh could not convince them that he was gone, and it blows my, God, and he was, it blows my mind. Well, He's right well, now trying to convince me of his character, and I'm rejecting it day by day. I can, 
you know, I know or questioning some, it or questioning, questioning his it. trust in him. Right. I know right. sometimes to do the right thing and I still lean towards the selfish thing and it's human nature. Right. So like Solomon said, there's nothing new under the there sun. There's nothing new under the sun. And if you, you know, the and it has nothing to do with intelligence. It only has to do with the willingness to let that ego starve a little bit. Because Solomon said, I tried this, I tried that, I tried the other thing. He was the smartest man in, in, that ever lived. Right. And he, intelligence-wise, he was very, very smart, but he could not control his nature. And that's our problem. And then once we get, once we gain knowledge, then we think that's the road to salvation. No, there's only one thing you got to know, and that's God. And so it's interesting, if we go through the Bible, we can see all the people of God, even the holy men of God that have written in Scripture, how their nature— Their nature took control of them. them. Right, caused them to go against God, yeah. whether it was Moses when he struck the rock Right, he twice, got angry, right? and his nature got a hold of him. Right. David's nature got a hold of him. See, and, and so a lot of times we put such a high value on— knowing how what each horn means in the book of revelation or knowing this or what that that's all fine and that's all good and that helps prove that the bible is true but the where it needs to make that 18 inch drop is to say okay am i willing to sacrifice myself for another person am i willing not to criticize and condemn and feed my ego am i willing to look at life through their lens for a second and have compassion can i can I look back and learn from what the Pharisees did, knowing that I myself am a Pharisee, mm-hmm. and that if I was probably there in that crowd, I probably would have done the same thing? Mm-hmm. Do I have those capabilities? Can I look at— Can we be honest about at, what our own weaknesses yeah, are? Yeah, what our own weaknesses are and the treachery that's in my mind and the selfishness and the fear that I run on. And the and the desire that I have to keep the spotlight off of me and onto somebody else, mm-hmm. and all those deep dark secrets that reside, you know, that, that the selfish behaviors and things that I'm not willing to give to God, that you know, that I'm willing to hang on to, and mm-hmm. be honest with God and say, God, I, I'm 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 hanging on to this stuff. I don't know why. And and because hanging on to that stuff can cause um, that continual damage to our brains. But I think the best thing that we can do is to go to God and say, God, I have this hate in my heart or I have this judgment against somebody and I don't know why I do it. It happens automatically whenever I see my my cousin, you know, um, Donna, I, I just, you know, I want to judge her and I and I want to do this and I want to do that. And so God, help me, help me to, to get to get that out of my heart because it's something I can't let go of. Yeah. Yeah, don't you wish you could just sit down with God and he put his arm around you and say, let me tell you about her, that she irritates you so bad. Let me tell you what she's gone through in the last year. Let me tell you, you know, when you— Let me tell you the sorrows that she faces on a daily basis. Yeah, the insecurities that she has. They're actually identical to yours. Right. And that's why her acting out annoys you so much. Mm -hmm. You spot it, you got it. Mm -hmm. See, and that's— being able to look at life and people's behavior that way and say what in it that in that 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 person is doing that bugs me so much what it is it it's in me as well mm-hmm. so and i can have compassion on that person 
pray for help for, for God to send angels to be with her. And, and so pray. And, we can we can always go to God and say, you know, I don't have compassion for this person. Help me to have a compassionate help, heart. Help me to help me to want to have a compassionate right. heart. Right. Um, because we're all in this together. We are all brothers and sisters. Um, whether we're following God or not, we're still all brothers and sisters. Right. 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 We're all part of a big family of humanity, and we. I think we owe it to one another to be kind, gentle, and have those fruits of the spirit. Because that, there's no way off this planet alive unless we have those fruits of spirit. Right. Unless we're going to let the doctor work on us. Right. Unless we're going to say, oh, you know what, I'm no longer feeding my ego. Correct. I'm going to lift other people up. I'm going to be helpful and kind. I'm not going to tear down. So basically it's I've got to go against everything that the world teaches and and be that person that is not maybe, you know, just like Jesus wasn't admired and wasn't followed by the majority of the world when he was alive or the majority of people that he came in contact with when he was alive. It's kind of like that way, too. It's you got to let go of the things of this earth in order to be able to get the things of heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, to understand you know, the principles of heaven. Right, right. And you know how the the Father was always lifting up Jesus. This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Jesus is always lifting up the Father. Jesus is always lifting up the Holy. They're always speaking highly of one another. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, it was kind of a test that Jesus gave to show who a true teacher would be and how he could be distinguished from a deceiver. He said that he that speaketh from himself seeks his own glory, but he that seeketh the glory of him that sent him, the same is true, and no righteous unrighteousness is in him. That's John seven eighteen. So, in other words, if you're doing those things that give God glory, which is uplifting other human beings, uplifting God, speaking highly of the good qualities in people, not picking them apart. That's giving God glory because God is, he's that's the encourager. Being an, yeah, that's being an agent of God, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, it's miserable enough on this planet. Right, so I guess that's the thing. We have to decide, you know, all the time during, you know, all day long. Okay, so whose side am I on? Who Whose agent am I, who, who am I going to be representing today? Uh-huh. And how does that behavior act out in in daily daily things? Yeah, it's a daily, hourly, minute by minute thing. On and I know a lot of people don't want to do the hard work on yeah. character building. Hmm. Look at it this way: a good character is nothing; it permeates. Mm-hmm. In other words, the work we do on ourselves, the works we let Jesus come in and help us with to eradicate the fear and selfishness in our hearts. Is going to permeate that permeate. That's just how it works. We can't. It's, it's like it's, the ripple in it, that. It's a ripple effect. It's okay. a law. It's a law, and it's a law that you become like that which you worship and admire. And if you worship and admire Jesus and the way He acted, and the way He taught people, the way He treated people, and how He was willing to go to the well and talk to the Samaritan woman, even though His disciples were their mind was blowing. You're, you're not even supposed. Remember, they wouldn't even say the word Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Right. Remember the the good Samaritan when the when the when Jesus said who did the who did uh, who was good good to his neighbor mm-hmm. and the guy said the one the one who uh, who um, helped him he wouldn't right. even say the word Samaritan they right. didn't want to say it yet here's Jesus at a well um, 
reaching out to a woman. Reaching out to a Samaritan woman, and he's telling a parable that the Samaritans were all right and and that the Levite and the priest were wrong. Right. See, so he's he's giving them a twist. Right. About the human heart. It's not what rank you have. It's not religion. It's what heart do you have, and are you willing to let God do that work in the heart? Right. That's it. Yes. Uh, We're going to have to wrap it up again, folks. Um, Thanks for being with us. And if you'd like resources, you can get a hold of us at 916-645-1297. And Susan will ship out. We have uh, a lot of resources. We have Could It Be This Simple, the workbook, which... Uh, the Way Out of Your Prison, and it's not just for people in prison. It's talking about the principles that will give you peace, how to live a peaceful life. Susan will ship that out to you. Just give us a call, 916-645-1297. Uh, that's 916-645-1297. And if you need resources, we'll ship them out. And remember, Absolutely. folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Collenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.